Okay, so I'm not even going to pretend like I'm having a swell time today. Um, uh, I don't even know where to start from, but I mean, like, I've I've had so much fun with our guests on today's show, and I'm sure everybody's going to be so excited listening to this podcast. And we have a little demo um, at the end. I don't know when it's going to happen. I'm going to I'm going to run on vibes. <laughs> I'm literally going to run on vibes today. Uh, but you can catch, you can watch this visually on YouTube, definitely. Um, so today I have with me a sweetheart because she got me gifts, you guys. <laughs> oh, I love gifts. I, ugh, I love gifts. So yes, uh, she is, I've had conversations with her prior to now and she's so sweet, you guys. I'm not even going to lie. Um, she is a 14 years survivor. She's she's survived breast cancer for the past 14. Wow, like such a long, 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 long like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and she's an amazing mom. She has two daughters, and she's passionate about speaking to people globally about the cause breast cancer. I don't even want to, I don't want to spill the tea yet, but <laughs> this is a podcast you must listen to. Open your antennas and be listening to this podcast. And don't forget to share. This is the eighth episode and this is going to be the last episode of the Let's Talk Public Health series. If you've not caught up on the previous episode, you should, because this is the kind of juice you get, sweet, sweet, chilled juice. So I'm going to be running into the questions that I have prepared for today's podcast. Um, of course, I did not mention her name. <laughs> her name is Juliet. I will save the honors of murdering her son name. <laughs> <laughs> or would you like for me to, to give it a try? I'll just tell them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. Juliet Uzoma. Okay, awesome. Her name is Juliet Uzoma. I think that was not that hard, but anyway, I don't want to spoil it because <laughs> I used to spoil people's names very plenty. So, yeah, you survived breast cancer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I said it for 14 years. Mm -hmm. How lucky would you say you were? And how has this experience impacted your life? I'll start with that, but then I want to know more about um, what age you were diagnosed and what stage of cancer it was. Okay. Well, um, I was diagnosed at um, 34, at age 34. So 14 years, you can figure it <laughs> out. <laughs> so, um, I should pause you there, because you don't look it. Like, I can take you for a 25-year-old. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Like, she's... she's, she's... Now you're trying to get me blushing. <laughs> Well, I don't, don't blush. I was about to say that. Why do you want to be petty? Okay, so sorry. Yeah, you can, you can go on. No, I just celebrated my forty-eighth birthday, so I'm lucky. Like lucky to be alive, lucky to be here. But you know, I was diagnosed at thirty-four, mm -hmm. and my cancer was a stage three C wow. breast cancer. There are four stages of cancer, so I had pretty aggressive. Um, cancer you know I had a pretty 
um, aggressive fighter right there. I was about to <laughs> say hitting hard. Wow. <laughs> so at the time I was diagnosed, my daughters were three and one. Wow. I was just done breastfeeding my youngest daughter when I got diagnosed with a stage three C breast cancer. Oh my, I, I, that must have been very shocking for you. Um, you know, uh, as, as a woman, as a human being, first of all, you hear about cancer from a distance. Of course. And you pray and say, yeah, we should Oh, no, never mean. That. Like, it's so far, like, you cannot comprehend that. Exactly. So oh, cancer you, exists. You don't think too much into it. So I think for me, when I got diagnosed, it, it hit me real hard because, you know, in one day, your whole life just comes to a halt. You know, because... And of course, as an African woman, like I always say, is a death sentence. When you hear cancer, you just equate that to death. You don't think of survivorship or anything of that sort. I mean, you were at a stage three C. Yeah, it was pretty aggressive. So it hit me hard because one of the first things I thought about were my kids. You know, what will happen to these girls? They're little. You know, I, you know, a lot of things, you, you first of all go through the process of fighting with God, first and foremost, because <laughs> you have questions like, why? Why me? You know, um, and there's all kinds of stuff. Um, so it was quite a struggle for being a young mom with two young ones, you know, how do you deal with this? Yeah. Um, being an African woman, am I going to die? You know, but, you know, having gone through that process of, self-fight spiritual battle and all kinds of stuff having very strong family support was key for me Mm -hmm. and also i would consider myself lucky because i was in a country where uh, i was privileged to have great medical professionals facilities that i was put into so it was a life changer yeah. Yes. So would you say the experience was what impacted you today to become, because I see that you speak at so many events globally, like <laughs> going from one country yeah. to the other, yeah. like encouraging people, fighting for the cause breast cancer, creating awareness around it. Mm-hmm. So would you have done this if you didn't have the experience of breast cancer? Well, first of all, would I have known what breast cancer was? <laughs> would I have known what cancer was? Mm. No. Um, my world was completely different. <clears throat> Do you mind water? Oh, no, I'm good. Coming from a media world, you know, where I started off as an actress, um, of course, you think about beauty, fashion, everything. Oh, you yeah. Know, it all that's, what, that's what we all think about. <laughs> it all flies. So you never think about breast cancer. You never even think about cancer. To be honest, it doesn't even look fashionable. I know, <laughs> right? So having gone through it, I'm thinking about losing my hair. You know, the one of the, the things that we all hold on to that, that, you know, we in our personal mental state, we think that's beauty, you know, because mm. you have your hair, you have this, you're beautiful. So having gone through that process, um, I think cancer opened a new world for me, a new fight for me, because one, being a mother 
I also have to think about my daughters because this is breast cancer we're talking about. I have to think about my daughters. I have to, you know, raise awareness. I have to affiliate myself with people that know better than I do. Yeah. I have to ask questions, you know, how does this work? What, what, what is the world for my children who are growing? Mm-hmm. Um, how, what does it look like for them? What have I, you know, indirectly or unknowingly you know, um, kind of put on them kind of stuff. So there are a lot of questions. Why did it happen to me at a very young age? Mm -hmm. Because usually you hear about cancer, you hear it happens to people in their 50s, and I was only 34. So that, you know, I was inquisitive. I wanted to, you know, know more. So it just opened a whole new world for me. And being, you know, having um, connected with, great medical professionals, great people, um, cancer survivors, those that had, you know, done the work before me, sitting down. Were there to kind of give you the supports that you needed. They were there. I feel like it's, it's, um, as they say, I'm happy that you turned the lemons into lemonade. You can say that. (laughs) And I'm so happy to see you here today. And I'm so happy because this this was devastating at that point but now it's a it's a thing of hope of course to a lot of a lot of people to a lot of people yes because you know when having met people who had gone through it before i did and they gave me hope they stood by me Mm -hmm. i had aunties not direct aunties you know that had gone through breast cancer yeah. survivors and having sit um, sat down with them and they were able to hold my hands and say hey we get through this together then you have medical professionals <clears throat> oncologists who are good at what they do specialized in this yeah they hold your hands and walk through um, this journey with, with you. you so you don't feel lonely one so you don't because one of the things that i always tell people in order for you to you know this journey is a journey where you need hope True. to stop fighting but then i i also have another question which is from everything you said mm-hmm. you i've always or looking at statistics i see that breast cancer is a serious issue and even though you've said a lot about how much family and medical professionals where you were at supported you i would say the issue of cancer is one often overlooked in different spaces mm-hmm. so what are the factors that influence these things would you say culture is one of them of course being an african woman you know um there's several factors um there's a cultural stigma but first do you agree with me that is overlooked i wouldn't when you say overlooked depends on you know like we don't talk about it as much Yes, we don't talk about it. One, there, there are different reasons why we do not talk about it. One is shame. You know, some people think it's a curse. You know, there's a lot surrounding that word cancer. Some people think it's something that you must have done in your past to, you know, um, have that curse on you. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, I, I would say due to ignorance and lack of knowledge, we term it to be what we want it to be okay so now that's that's something from a societal and a cultural mm-hmm. standpoint why we don't talk about it as much mm-hmm. but would you say that the government especially here in nigeria um have supported cancer enough 
Mm, I don't think there's never enough. True, okay, true. There's never going to be enough because you we want people to do more. Yeah. In Africa, there's so much more that can be done. That can be done. Yeah. Other than just being diagnosed in the healthcare facility, there's so much more there's before and after breast cancer care that, you know, I think our professionals, the healthcare industry needs to focus on. So, um, I want to run through your story a bit more. Um, you said something when we were talking earlier on, mm -hmm. on, on this podcast about how you were diagnosed. Mm -hmm. With the current level of care in Africa, would you say it's easy for, for like, for me to know whether or not I have breast cancer? Because when I get into the hospital, I don't think people run so many checks, you know. Sometimes people, the, the doctor just looks at you and like, you have malaria. <laughs> so yeah. like, what's, what's it like? And so yes, the government can still do more for healthcare, but what would you, what, what would you like to see, let's say with service delivery that can help? I, I think more education mm -hmm. can be put out there. Yeah, we do have awareness. But what are you, who are we reaching out to? True. Do you understand? Because there's a vast majority of people that really need this awareness. You talk about, I love when I come do um, an awareness, we like to go into the villages. Because oh, this is yeah. a place where we don't have the media outlet to kind of teach them. And True. People worry about so many other things than to sit down and think about breast cancer or cancer. So these are places that we need to reach out to. You need to like teach these women in their languages, however they understand it. Because one of the good things that I have done when I was back in the States was, you know, if, if I had to deal with people from different dialects, different continents, you How know, would you I would reach have them? an interpreter where, you know, it's easy for me to teach and have them interpret that in their own languages because it can be done. And I think that, you know, more of this can be done, not just, you know, saying, oh, I'm creating awareness. How much are you creating? You know, early detection is key. Yeah. So if you're able to teach that, you know, simple person out there in the village how to check themselves that way, because, I mean, one, th one of the things I tell people is doctors are not God. So we don't automatically think that they know it. You have to be able to tell a doctor how you feel. So they can What's help different. you with the that best. That way they can help you. Mm. So I think this is, this is where we need to demo <laughs> our mode. Okay. Yes. So, um, so this is the breast model. Okay. And one of the things I like to do when I talk about early detection, mm -hmm. being able to check yourself, is to so that you know what you're looking out for. So if you look at this, you know, this is on the, the left side of the breast okay so we have the different um, things that you can look out for we have the fibrostic mass which is you know I wouldn't consider that cancerous mm -hmm. but a lot of women do have those ducts then we have the tumor which could be benign or cancerous so there are different ways to feel for this so if you take two fingers because usually it's advised that you do this seven days before your metro period or after okay okay and you start by putting your hand over, over your, your head. head yeah and just run your hand all through 
you know, just check all through in circle of motion. So I'm going to use your two hands. Okay. So we feel, let's feel for the fibrous stick. So if you rub it down, then yeah, you feel how I've, it feels. Exactly. So, so why does it have to be? Oh, yeah. With, I, th- I think you can feel with the five fingers. Yeah. <laughs> you can. But two makes it a lot easier for you, you to be able to. Because okay, sometimes true. you want to, you don't want to feel other things other than what you're yeah. looking out for. So, so yes, I can definitely that. feel this. So it feels rough as yeah. well. So if a woman is able to, if you're able to teach women how to look out for this, then they know how to talk to their doctor when they visit their professionals then if you go down a little you can feel the the tumor yeah the tumor Ooh. <laughs> this is not this is not exciting <laughs> but <laughs> it feels weird but it is what it is you know so this right here if you come here you can feel the dot ah uh, right there yes so what is this is this so this is, you know, one of many dots that um, in the the mammary gland that carry the milk and the loops for the breast. So it's easy to just kind of, you know, the different signs that you can present to your medical professionals. Wow. Yes. Wow. So for this, do I need, I, I feel like I need a specialized care. Not necessarily. In order to check yourself? Yes. Well, I mean, you have to. First of all, check yourself, then meet with your um, primary health care provider. provider who will now recommend you if there's anything that needs a more advanced checkup, then they can recommend that. Yeah. Wow. This, 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 is, on the no- this is on a whole new level because I've just, you know, it's different when you hear something mm-hmm. and it's different when you are able to see it. Yes. And it's then a different thing when you're even able to know what it feels what like. What it feels like. I feel like I can even become a breast right. examinator now. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I can help you check it. Yeah. This, is <laughs> <laughs> this is what to look out for. Exactly. Do you feel any lump? Because sometimes, you, you know, women, we do have lumpy breasts. So, but it's good to actually know what what you're looking for. Yeah. And then, which leads me to my next question. You already clarified it a little bit more, which is, don't fall for this trick older women are not the only ones prone to getting cancer but then are men also at risk because whenever we're doing breast cancer awareness everybody is women talking about it it's only women that are posting everything is pink and you know pink is associated with women you know everybody's showing their breasts like oh the, the survivors are coming out they're all women so it's for a long time it's almost being like, okay, this is a woman thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of men are excluded. So really, are men excluded from breast cancer? Men do have breast cancer. Interesting. Though the rate um, is a little lower than the women. and But, you know, the, the there's a niche to that. That, you know, sometimes for men, because um, they have flat chest walls, mm-hmm. it's kind of not detected early. Yeah. So that that makes it a little bit more tricky for them. So men do have breast cancer, and it's also important to also teach them how to check and see. Is it the same it, pattern? It's pretty much the same thing. Okay. But you know, in their case, they don't. They're not as busty as we are. Yeah. They're not out there, but they do have breast cancer. Wow. So, so men get yourself checked as well. Yes. And 
women let's support one another let's support i'm gonna say one another men and women both this is not a woman only yes i disease. always i always tell the men you know let's take the pride down and just you know true talk into our family inside because sometimes when you talk about breast cancer a man tells you why why should, why, why I, should I check it? exactly and the pride thing comes in especially if it's an african man the pride thing comes in <laughs> I so, completely <laughs> really. So it's always important to like you know sometimes it's good and for women who are who have spouses or partners that men that have breast cancer or you know have questionable lumps you know support them be there for them true. you know true true uh, I'm also curious are there lifestyle factors that come that that would say you can point us as inducers in your own case was it genetic what was the cause of breast factors, cancer the different factors you talk about i mean it could it, i mean stress is one of them oh, wow. uh, we talk about tobacco we talk about drinking alcohol you talk about i don't want to throw this shit <laughs> but like i don't want to go this route but <laughs> drinking is literally one of them <laughs> yeah okay i okay. will not say anything <laughs> so there, there are different there are different factors to it you know so I, I i think human beings should you know keep everything to a you know minimum, a minimum and also be very particular about your choices especially um lifestyle choices in feeding exercising you know and we don't do a lot of it True. but that's something like that. I'm going to throw a shade right at you <laughs> and everybody in your age bracket. I mean, like we're all sitting in the living room watching TV. The remote is just <laughs> it's just two steps from me, and then you shout, "Hey, Loretta!" I'm like, "Yes, mommy." So, oh, can you pass me the? I'm like, <laughs> that one is a culture thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a seniority culture thing. <laughs> I'm like. Okay. I find myself doing it to my daughters. Uh, that's that's why I said this is gonna be a shade <laughs> <laughs> at you <laughs> and everybody here at Racket. Ah oh, gosh. So yes, let's do more exercises. Let's take our lifestyle seriously. Um one thing I would say a lot of people in this age aren't doing so well is taking care of their health. I get it that you have to work, I get it that is a lot to do, I get it that we feel like we're young. I mean like in your case now, you said that stress induced it. Mm -hmm. So let's we need to watch out for all those things because you want to be here for people, not not necessarily even your children. Like you want to be here for people in the next generation. Like yeah, we want to be here for ourselves. Exactly. You know? And you know, even if you don't have breast cancer or any form of cancer, it's good to be aware so you can help the next next person. person. Because it's all about whether we like it or not, cancer affects us directly or indirectly. Yeah. So the more we know, the better we know how to address it. The better we know how to handle someone who's going through true, it. True, true, true. Completely agree with that. And would you say your post did you have trauma post treatment? Oh, yes. Where do I start? <laughs> From the beginning. <laughs> when I was diagnosed, I was lucky to have been um, recommended to a teaching hospital. Mm -hmm. So um, I went through what we call, what they call the chemo brain, the trials. I, I, I'm more like signed up to be a guinea pig just so you know, we find the right treatment for people. Because yeah. at the time, my mindset was more about death sentence. Okay, I'm going to die anyway, So, but let's just find help to help the next person. 
So I went through the chemo brain, I went through tr uh, clinical trials. Um, there were times that I had memory loss. Wow. In addition to the hair loss. So wow. the, I, I remember when I would look at my daughter, luckily my mother came all the way from Nigeria to be with me um, in the States. So I, I was looking at my daughter. I knew I recognized, but I couldn't remember. So that was that really hit hard. That must have been so heartbreaking. And so my yeah, I remember my mom sitting there and saying, "You you do this is Chigozi, this is Chigozi. Do you remember her?" And it was that was really it hit me really hard. And each time I think about it, I just kind of shake my head. Wow, this is crazy, because you know I went through six months of chemo, and chemo is no joke. The first day I had it, I, you know, when I had the administration of chemo, I just said, mm, people just talk about chemo, it's not that bad. But before I, I got home, it hit me hard. Like, I was on the floor. Um, it got me that week. Yeah, a fly could easily come slap me and walk away. I would do nothing. So, it, you know, there was just, there were a lot of, um, I had my, my nails were darkened. Your nails? Yes. My nails were just as dark as that phone. They were really black. Um, Your natural nails? Yes. Wow. Because it's chemo. Chemo is designed to kill the cancerous cells, but it also affects other cells in the body. So um, after going through that, I took a little break, then started um, radiation. And because it was my cancer was very aggressive, I had to go through aggressive treatment. So when I went through the radiation, I had to be strapped on the bed with my hands all strapped and my head strapped up so they could administer the radiation, you know, um, dose onto the affected site. Um, I did that for a few weeks, then uh, I stopped. The doctor, my oncologist had to stop because it affected my esophagus. I couldn't drink or eat anything. It felt like um, this brick of block was going down my throat. So they had to stop it for a few weeks and continued again. But I had this whole side of my left breast burnt. Like, it felt like, you know how you see roasted yam or plantain that dark? It was really roasted. You know, it took a while to heal. And when I think about, about it, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot all those things. But, yeah. Like, you were literally just fighting. I was. Fighting. And it's, 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 it's inspiring to see, like, um, <laughs> it's, it's inspiring to see the, the aftermath of mm -hmm. a fight. Yes. Um, I mean, I smile about it now when I think back to that pain and, you know, the memory loss and all that, all, you know, all that concerned me were my, my girls, you know, and you, you tend to ask questions, why me? But why not you? Who should it be? So for me, I, I had to make a turnaround on that as to there's a reason why I went through this journey. That way I can help more people. So yeah. it was like a life change, life changer for me because having a second chance to life, not a lot of people get, get that. it. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> know, like not a lot of people get it whole. Yes. Like you're here, you can talk, you can remember things, like you can 
you can go from one point to another inspiring people. I mean, like, some people come out as vegetables, like, just unable to do anything again in, in life. So I feel like this is so much hope. And I would just like to know what advice. Me, I've, I've, I'm just here being inspired. Because I'm serious, like, as you said, before the experience with cancer, you'd probably be thinking about, oh, how can I be an influencer, show off nice clothes, you know, <laughs> be in style, be in fashion, whatever, which is something that I personally right now, I would say I, I think about sometimes, like I'm always just thinking about, ah, I need to get that dress, oh, I need to get this, oh, I need to do that. I'm not really thinking and I'm sure a lot of people, I'm sure some people, if you are listening to this podcast, don't lie to yourself. You too. <laughs> you have done this. Like, you know, we just forget that there's a world where people are literally suffering and we become so attached to what's the next big thing that I can get for myself. So on a personal level, you've inspired me to say, you know what? Thank you. Stop living for yourself. <laughs> just stop for a minute. There's so many things that you can pay attention to and i'll just say that how like what advice can you give to other people um and also how can we reach you you know so support your projects you know? oh please um to reach me you just go to juliet you know www.julietuzoma.com you know and there you see all the works that wow. i've done over the years and you know please do support because a lot of things i'm very key into the recipients, the cancer recipients that are going through this, especially coming to Africa, whenever we do um, projects here, awareness, I'm always keen to, when we check these ladies, find, you know, questionable alarms, what's next? Because that's the struggle we have in Africa. That woman would want to use that 1,000 Naira or, you know, to go feed their children or do something better than have to treat cancer. So how do we help that person go get proper, proper treatment and, you know, know what's next for them? So I always advocate for vouchers, which is what Juliet U Project does. You know, when you go to julietuzama.com, you know, we have, I personally offer, want to offer or offer vouchers to kind of help cut down the cost of mammogram screening mm -hmm. and of course with um great supporters who have really supported you know the juliet U project there's so many of them that we have worked with in the past and it's it's just amazing to see how passionate people are towards other people you know paying it forward yeah you know so for people who have never been diagnosed my advice to them is when you ever come in contact with someone who's going through breast cancer or any form of cancer, just acknowledge them because you'd be surprised that just saying, showing that you care goes a long way, goes a long way to give that person hope. So just keep fighting. Just remember my name. You know, I'm not a statistic. Just remember my name mm. goes a long way. For those going through it or for those that think that they do have something and they're ashamed of it, there's no need to be ashamed of it. It's a disease. And you did not, you know, that, that you didn't put that on yourself. Yeah. It's a dysfunction of the cells. And present early. Early detection is key because 
Um, look at me, a stage 3C. I had people who had stage 1, stage 2, and everybody's different. Some people could not live through to be here where I am today just because for whatever reasons, maybe their bodies couldn't take the chemo or whatever reason. Um, but I'm here. So I, I don't always, you know, I always tell people it doesn't matter the stage. Fight till you can't fight anymore. And fighting is not, you know, just physically fighting. You have to give it all you can. And that is by having to listen to your medical professionals, the oncologists who are professionals in what they do. Um, a lot of times in Africa, we tend to equate this to, you know, let me go pray about it. My village people. <laughs> let me go pray about it. You know, I prayed, my God, you know, there's a reason why we call God. He's in every one of us. So when you see a professional who hmm. specializes in what they do, that is the hand of God also walking through someone who knows what they do. We're not expecting God to physically come down from heaven, right? So let's key into that. Present early. Even if it's not early, present it to your medical professional so that they can know how to help, help you. you. And it's not something that you shy away from. You know, by me sharing my story, I can help someone else who thinks that they're alone. So it's important to speak up because by speaking up, there's someone out there who can help. There's someone out, out there who needs that voice to help them get up from that sure. bed and do something about it. Wow. So this is the end <laughs> of the podcast. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a whole... I don't even know. It's a whole master class, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, you know, just leave a legacy. Thank you. This is this is this is where it all just comes to. Leave, I like. I will never forget your name. I I mean, like this is this is amazing. I will never forget all that you shared with me today. I will never forget this demonstration. <laughs> You've been amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, oh I my really, God, I'm I blushing. I really enjoyed talking to you. Seriously. I'm blushing, you guys. <laughs> oh my God. I'm blushing. So thank you so much. I really, really do appreciate you. Thank you for granting us audience. You guys, somebody needs to hear this. You don't know the people in your circle. You don't know all the people that follow you. So you just sharing this. You like somebody, as they say, I don't know if you guys have heard that song. I don't want to sing because I have a really terrible voice. But like it says, somebody will know, somebody will know. Some so this word is just very connected, right? <laughs> Sorry, I really laugh so much. <coughs> Sorry, aside from the work I do here at Helium, I am a clown. Like I literally am a serious clown. So um, as I was saying, somebody will know, somebody will know, somebody will know, somebody. Like you sharing this with someone, you never know. Like it was recently someone even posted on your status that I was going through depression and nobody knew. So with information like this, you can share. Sharing yes. would help. There's a so many factors. You know, this cancer thing links into so many things. People go through depression, people go through all kinds of you yeah. know, um trauma going through this. So speaking up, creating an awareness and network of people who can talk about this that's awareness enough it matters a lot and really? please share this podcast i hope you enjoyed it as much yes, as i, I have did. if you want to see what the breast mode model because <laughs> it looks like a mode <laughs>
So this is the breast model. Oh gosh, it looks, it feels like an actual breast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I almost felt like, I feel like I can fake this as a room. <laughs> okay, no, 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 scrap that. <laughs> so like, if you feel this part, or well, actually, I'm, it's because she already told me what was there, but like take two fingers and then just press this you would feel like a lump no yeah that's yeah. typically what it will feel like but that lump is a fibrostic mass and then when you keep going round and round when you get here i can literally feel the tumor it's like very round yes and it's like deep inside like mm -hmm. like like you would know this is a lump yeah. i don't you know how many mistaken. exactly i don't know how many people have like they've made pap that has cocoa before <laughs> The way that cocoa feels, I'm not even joking. Like it feels, and it's just like one. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm even trying to press it. It's not pressing. Like it's not separating. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's not pressing. <laughs> like it's not like you can. My it's hand can moving. scope it. Yeah. Like this is it. Mm -hmm. This is it. So that's a tumor. And then here you have the duct. The, the, the duct. Yeah, the duct. Um, the duct is like tiny, tiny. Um, I know this. So like I would explain the duct to be you know when insects like bite you and your skin is just swollen but just small 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 and then exactly. they form kind of one line <laughs> i don't know how many of you have gotten bitten by this one nonsense the soldier ant mm, not even the soldier well yeah and then just swells up just tiny but it's okay it's sim well i have a scar here I don't know if I got that scar, but like, I don't know. It's just, okay, so now that I've felt it, I just really it's know. It's in your mind. <laughs> so, so when well, you, when you go, you know, through examining yourself. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. I hope it doesn't happen, but. Exactly, like, I'm clear. And yes, I'm actually open. I'm taking consultation. If you want to book for a breast lump finder, <laughs> can call me. <laughs> I'm just joking. You can't do this at home by yourself. Put your hand on your head and then use your just second hand. Behind your back, okay. you know, your okay. neck right here. Okay. And you just kind of use your two fingers uh, yeah. and run around yeah. in circular motions deep in so you can feel yeah. if there's anything abnormal. Yeah. W nothing. We don't want anything to be abnormal, but like is prevention, early pre and early detection is, is key. Yeah. Yes. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and see you on another series because this is the last episode. It's been so much fun. <laughs> Thank you. And happy Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, this no. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you for honoring us. <laughs> Glad to have you here. I was happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you.